the kind of things that I say to her are just the standard degrading stuff. Whore, fuck slut, uh, cum dumpster, uh, baby girl a little bit. She loves to call me daddy. Like that's her big kink is uh, Can is, you, Eric, yeah. this, now this is a radio format. So I think people would appreciate it if you could give us some of the intonation <laughs> in your voice. So is it is it just is it just like, do you just say it flat like that? Like when you're ejaculating on a video conference? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. I used to introduce Yimvi as a show about sex and relationships, but I think it's time to admit the truth here. We're a sex podcast. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Say hi to the crowd, Mike. Hello, everybody. We commentate on myriad matters of making whoopee, mostly sourced from the internet, but also salted by our own personal experiences. And today, Your Mileage May Vary is passing a, ahem, milestone by having our first ever guest, who I will introduce shortly here. We are always looking for feedback, and apparently $10 isn't enough to motivate you, so we're boosting our offer to $15, $15, to anyone and everybody who writes us some meaningful feedback. And trust me, the bar is low for meaningful. The address for that is ymmvpod at gmail.com. Okay, so Eric, uh, wel- welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll see how, uh, we'll see how this goes. So um, I think you're aware of our, I guess it's a newly minted, first segment uh well i don't know exactly what it is uh, i we watch a porn while mike narrates it and then we talk about it are you ready yes okay so i have this queued up uh we're gonna do the like three two one go thing is that the plan well importantly there's two videos here so we'll do one then the other then we can discuss the totality of them uh once we finish but yeah we should we should do it and then do it for the second one okay all right three two one go so in this porn, we're basically a big penis ejaculating on a pair of large breasts, a woman with pink hair. She's sort of encouraging him verbally, very, very large streams of semen. I haven't counted them, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's now sort of tapping off the penis on her boobs to get the rest. And now it pans down and you're sort of looking at them covered. But I would say, importantly, this first one, the tableau here is kind of an ordinary sheen, a reasonable amount. Nothing crazy, although it is a I felt pred- prodigious like was, amount. I felt like that was a lot of semen. Okay. Let's let's move on to the second one before we like get into it too much. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay. There's a whole story here. All right. Uh, okay. You guys all ready on the second one? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. So he's uh, attacking her from behind. Uh, you see a lovely lady's butt and a man's penis. She turns around rapidly and it's his, her face. And oh my goodness. One, two, three, four, five. Six very seven eight <laughs> nine squirts of extremely thick kind wow. of like it looks like she's got shampoo all over her face or conditioner actually conditioner and now she's put it in her mouth and kind of getting whatever was left out there but it, it's it's enough covering her face that you would think that it was um yeah it was sort of squirted out of a bottle of conditioner and so I put that second one second because yeah the first one first video was sort of. And we will, by the way, put these in the show notes so people can follow along at home. Something to look forward to. The, the first one was sort of like high, but like kind of a reasonable amount. And the second one, something unusual is going on there. Uh, it makes me wonder if maybe it is actually conditioner. Like, does he have some device hidden in his hand? Uh, is there some magic trick there? Or what, what do you think is going on? Okay. I have some thoughts, but uh, why don't you go first, Eric? 
Uh, well, yes, I, I think that is a thing that happens in the industry. There are various devices that are used to uh, enhance volume load. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think that's that's an inhuman amount. Uh, the second one? The second one, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it is a healthy but not like, you know, a natural amount. The reason I wanted to bring this up to, to with Eric on the podcast is that Eric has often in the past told me that he's been disappointed by the decreasing quantity, I guess, quantity of ejaculate that he produces as the years go by. And so given that in my mind, I had him sort of tagged as an expert in this area, um, given his various rhetoric about this, I was sort of curious. I mean, I don't feel like I have ever been a person who generated these levels, these quantities, but I think Eric might have been. So I thought to myself, what better person to ask, like whether this was realistic than than the guy who said that he once upon a time produced this kind of quantity. So, I mean, did you ever get up near these levels, Eric, in your life? Well, it's hard to be super quantitative about it. Uh, I mean, this guy probably, you know, would, would take me in a, in a one-on-one shootout. <laughs> okay. So All right. Uh, but, you know, it's an order of magnitude, you know, maybe on which, a way, which I one could, though? I could, the second guy, the second, the first guy seems a bit much. Wait, wait. So hey, I want to be clear on this. And just for our listeners who haven't, who aren't going to and haven't, or, or maybe they're in some country where they can't view this video, which sorry for you. Um, the second one was basically 10, 10 really good squeezes on what I would consider like a full conditioner bottle. And you're saying that in your life, you generated 10 full conditioner bottle squeezes of semen? No, probably not. But like five seven, seven sure. Oh my wow. lord. I, mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like my first or second spurts could be like this guy's first or second. But like by the time the third one comes along, it's not. I think my first or second would be like his fifth or sixth. I mean, I, yeah, maybe, I, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'd, I'd have to watch this a few more times. I'm, I'm just going from memory here, Mike. I know you've seen this a few times, so we've we've just seen it once. So, Eric, when you were in, say, in high school, I, I mean, most boys have like Keith had a sleeping bag he ejaculated in. Um, most well, like, most it, was, it was on, but <laughs> on my bad, my bad. Yeah, uh, people will have to go back and find the episode with that uh, as the thumbnail picture to hear about okay. that. Anecdote. But, uh, I think I just used the normal toilet paper and Kleenex. But I mean, Eric, you must have. Did you use like um, what did you use? Like a like some kind of a, a towel? Like a you need like a, a body towel? bag to contain this amount of semen. Well, there was what the, did you? There was the cum box. You guys may have read about that. Well, what, no, what did you use? I mean, was this a problem for you? The fact that you generated something between a pint and a quart of semen each time? Oh, that wasn't a pint. A cup? Okay, no, hold on. This is interesting. Shots. It's a couple shots. The thing is, when you when you when you spread it out like that, it looks like a lot. But if you actually scraped it together, it would fill like two shot glasses. I bet. Did you? Do you, no, no. Why I do you have know not that? Done that? But I'm just okay. <laughs> my extensive <laughs> hypothetically, of course, hypothetically. What, so you just you're saying that it was never an issue for you. You were just it. it, it I mean, oh, yeah, maybe you I, produced I, a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I sort of dodged the question there. Uh, yeah, well, you did. First of all, I, I mean. That wasn't like a regular amount of volume. That would have to be like a, a save up for a week amount of volume. Okay. Uh, so okay. could so I could you get that kind of loadout? Could you get that kind of loadout by yourself, or would it require a partner? Oh no, I no one no one plays the flute like the owner. You're saying that you could get more out by yourself than with I don't know. I I mean, it's not like I'm taking a graduated cylinder after I have sex and. And uh, after yeah, to, it's really hard to get accurate measurements, and then there's a lot of confounding variables. Although like, maybe I should have. Look, shame on you. You should have. Any high school girlfriend worth her salt would be willing to spit it out into a graduated cylinder. 
but then but the, even then you're like adding a confounding variable which is you know that's some true. saliva gets added to it maybe that's she accidentally true. swallowed a little bit like yeah. i think you have to be on the skin i with think the difference in volume i think the difference in volume based on partnered or unpartnered sex is not as much for me as you seem to think it is for yourself, Mike. Okay. Well, oh, I think this sure. is a good question. Yeah. And if there are any listeners out there, uh, female listeners who would like to help me out for science, uh, you know, you have the website address. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we'll, we'll, if you guys can send us an email and we'll, we'll put you in touch. Nice how do try. You, <laughs> but like, how would you even set up such an experiment? Like you'd have to wait like a week each time. And then, you know, you would. Uh, yeah, we're, you're right. We're already beyond the realm of sort of reasonability here. Yeah. Waiting a week. Yeah. Just too much variability. Well, okay. You could just masturbate twice, like once, wait a week, and then once again the next day. And then if there's like a huge volume difference. There's a there, huge then volume it's, difference. Okay. Well, okay. I, I I think we all agree that there almost certainly is, but that would be like a good initial thing to like just verify that. And if it's only off by like 20%, then there's not really much need for further experimentation. But if it's off by like 2x or more, then... All this makes sense too. If, forgive me if I'm uh, talking out of school here, but I think you lost Eric at the waiting a week phase. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the last time I've waited that long. I mean, the other thing though, Eric, is you, you're saying your volume. I mean, I'm not sure. I know I know you haven't done extensive experience. Well, I mean, you have done the experimentation. You just haven't kept notes. So not the full scientific method, just part of it. Uh, but you're saying that your your volume's reduced so much now that it's not like the, you couldn't do the experiment anyway, anyway, anymore. Right. It was oh, really yeah. a brief. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I mean, it's the volume. I'm not even sure is the, the relevant measure here. I mean, what's, what's okay. the volume of a gaseous powder? Right. <laughs> you have very low volume now. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Okay. Right. I mean, and I want to talk it's about just, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, those, uh, sticks with the word bang on it comes out. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. Well, actually, maybe a, a woman would like that, but go ahead, Keith. What were you going to okay. say? I want to talk about one more thing on this video that we should move on. We have some important topics to get to today. Uh, For sure. The viscosity here, the difference between the two men's loads is sort of interesting. Uh, viscosity is not the right word. Opacity, maybe? Uh, yeah. Well, they're probably, they're probably correlated. But yeah, the second guy who produced significantly more is also producing significantly thicker semen. What's... Right going on there is it more like semen dense is he just providing less seminal fluid per you know gram of semen like why is his i mean it's a materially different substance so eric do you which which of those two resemble better resembled your say 18 year old semen load if you can remember that far back oh you know what i can't even remember the videos i didn't i didn't make note of that and i don't feel like going back and watching one I mean, of they, them they was sort of a pearly white and one was kind of a clear uh, yeah mine, mine's like substance. mine's generally opaque all right so eric's going with the and you you might yeah, the second you, video are you in the uh cloudy or clear club it would be somewhere in between i mean it's the I, like it's it's very difficult because this the the quantity here i think i think genuinely the second video is something in the neighborhood of 5x any quantity I've ever generated, something like that, and I think Keith might be the same. I corroborate with that. Yes, even yes. even as teenagers. Yes, I don't remember. I don't perceive I do. a massive change in load quantity over the years, but me either. I, mean, well, I remember maybe being, still thinking. I don't know. I remember being very young and it being very low. So I remember it going up and that being because I remember being irritating that irrit yeah, irritating. Seven years old masturbating. No, 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 no. It'd be like thirteen or something. And and I remember like there was an age when like the cleanup was extremely easy. Uh, maybe I I don't remember the details, but maybe like one Kleenex or something, just something where it was just nothing. And then like the, it fairly quickly progressed to being like more or less what it is now. 
really yeah, you what I would consider normal. No age related decline. Well, look, Eric, you started off as some sort of Olympian ejaculator. I mean, you missed, right. like, no, there was some, no. some opportunities. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's more variance for Eric, no, right? Like, I've been no. I've been steady. The parsimonious explanation is that you guys are both sort of below average. I mean, just from the amount of porn that I've watched. No, I'm I don't sure like this. We're cutting this. Selection bias. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not right. No, look. <laughs> We're normal. We're normal. You had some sort of elephant. elephant Two against one. Yes. Yes. These sex podcast hosts are definitely the normal ones in the room. Okay. That's right. That's right. Um, that's that's an intolerable uh, uh, hypothesis you have there. So. All right. Okay. Right. I'm going to close I, close I these videos. Uh, okay. So should we get to Eric's areas of expertise? Yeah. So, I mean, in addition, well, I mean, we've already, uh, thankfully kind of covered, covered one, but an additional one that Eric, Eric informed me relatively recently that, well, he, he's always for a long time told me that he makes, he, he describes it as making no involuntary sounds during sex. That's his way of describing it. Is that correct, Eric? Is that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no involuntary sounds, which I know that's, um, I've read many times that uh, women, that's their favorite as a man who makes no involuntary sounds. That's what they want. Um, uh, so he I, presumably makes voluntary sounds in order to placate them. I know that he's a, a, a good enough lover, uh, you know, successful. Um, but he then went on to say that he claimed that in a sort of a business meeting context, we've all been, you know, using Zoom and video conference uh, because of the pandemic. He believes, oh, and we were talking about the the unfortunate gentleman who was caught uh, masturbating during a uh, presidential election simulation. Uh, well, and he doesn't? claimed that he, sure, of course, I, I always masturbate during presidential election simulations. But Eric claimed that he would have not had that problem because he could have been on a conference call, been on a video conference and uh, busted a nut without anybody, without skipping a beat. He could have just continued whatever sentence he was on. And that, then I was sort of like, I can't believe that's true. So Eric, could you, is, is, am, I, am I describing what you, your claim correctly? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it would have to be waist up video or like chest up video. I don't of have, course, of I, don't, course. I don't have some, you know, bizarrely misplaced penis or anything. Sure. Uh, but as, sure. As, but, as far as like my demeanor, I'm fairly confident and I haven't tested this or anything. I'm fairly confident that uh, I, I can, I can get off like, a, a stealth orgasm, like right. I would be the worst possible person to go on uh, a beautiful agony. I would just be lying there <laughs> the entire time. Wait, what's beautiful agony? Come oh, on, Keith. Keith. I'm sorry. The oh, hell, you have seriously? This is like someone yeah. saying they haven't watched The Godfather, and you both pity them and like envy them because they get to experience it for the first time. Okay, it's, a porn it's surprising. Yeah, go on. Go for Shall it. I describe it. Yes, yeah. go for it. Yeah, no, it's a porn series that consists solely of video of women from like the mid chest up, so their face and shoulders while they masturbate, okay. and so you're just and watching no, their no nudity. faces. That's right. There's no nudity. It's I mean, in principle, you could say, look, this is PG rated on some level, right? Because it's like it it could just be them like being tickled or something, right? And it's <laughs> performative. Like, are they trying to get upvotes or something, or like what? I don't clear. No, what they're because this is this was maybe two thousand five. Does that sound right? Oh, they still make them, and I and by the way, Keith, I think you would really like this because I think you. It actually seems like it'd be your cup of tea. I'm quite surprised you don't know it, and the women are often very attractive. And because think about it, it, you don't. 
it's a lower bar. You're not a really a porn star if you're doing this, right? So you could potentially right. get someone who's a little more of a normal, uh, sorry, not, but a person who's interested in doing um, more normal film. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and also like, you know, there's some emotional connection there, which I think would appeal to you. It's just, it isn't the purely the in out. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the, at the homepage now. So yeah, there's a bunch of thumbnails of people from, yeah, like the chest up. Some of them even have like uh, clothing on. Um, and yeah, they all have, I mean, th th they choose these thumbnails. So it's like right in the moment of orgasm, I think. So they all have sort of their O face, but all right. I understand what this is now. Yeah. I have a few yeah. favorites I could curate for you. We okay, can, that yeah, we can. okay. But importantly, you think you could do this in a way that other people could not tell that you were having an orgasm. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And in fact, like the biggest challenge would be like maintaining like focus, like assuming I was sufficiently sexually aroused. And I wasn't thinking about like, oh, focus on not having an expression or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think I could almost certainly pull it off in a completely stealth fashion. And you're you and to go a step further, I, I said, well, on a video conference, um, you know, your shoulder would move. There'd be some motion, but your claim is you can also do it. That would be hard. With purely wrist motion. No, uh, you later right. yeah, that. Yeah, you you were right about that. Like maybe if I had okay. some sort of like vibrator or something. I mean, that's not really my style, but like I could make it work, I'm sure. But yes, you're right. Uh, the, the physical motions would be by far the most dangerous thing for me. Okay. But there would be no, and, and it, you don't think that it would affect your process at all. Like, for example, right now you're talking to two men, you're not gay, you're a heterosexual man. Um, and yet you think that you could, for example, be masturbating right now, unbeknownst to us. And the fact that you're talking to two other men would yes. not decrease yep. anything be. about it. Could be. So are you? masturbating right now i just came <laughs> you're not okay i mean it, it would be sorry it would be difficult uh because go. i'm like aggressively not aroused right now because i'm you know engaged in a social interaction but like if i had been in the other room watching porn and then came and sat down um yeah i mean there's there's, there's two should, issues here there's, there's two issues here we're conflating the first is like whether you can do it in a, you can do the physical motions required in an undetected way. And then the second thing is whether you can maintain arousal in a conference right. call. Those are both I don't think I can do right. either. I don't yeah, think I can do either. And crucially, I said this to you and you were incredulous. I, I, I can't swear to this because I haven't super practiced it, but I'm pretty sure that like I could speak in a normal voice while climaxing and you wouldn't be able to tell. Like there Have might you be a slight hiccup. Have you have you tried that since our conversation? No, I haven't. But okay, you know, you, maybe this is a tease for a a, a repeat visit. Maybe I mean, I'm not. If you were a woman, then it would be more teasing. I'd be more. I think. Yeah. Look, I think we should move on. But I think the way to test this would be, yeah, like Eric recites something that that takes like four minutes, and he does it three different times, and one of them is one where he's masturbating, and two of That's them a aren't. Great then, idea. Yeah. If we can tell which of the one it is, then you know we're, we're right and he's wrong and vice versa. Yeah, Keith, I agree completely with that. I, just to clarify, though, I think that most men could be in the sort of plateau phase of arousal and do a video conference and be maybe masturbating actively. Uh, I'm worried about the shoulder motion. It's that last 30 seconds or so where I get a little skeptical. So I think most men, so if, if people are listening to this thinking, well, I could do that. It's not that it's, he's the claim he's making is that he can 
be discussing with somebody some very dry topic and ejaculating at the same time. That's where it starts getting a little dicey for me. But okay, that's his claim. And I agree completely, Keith. It would be interesting for him to do that experiment. And we could, if you do that, Eric, we can post them the audios you make online and maybe have a, a poll. I mean, yeah, right? Well, yeah, I, was, see if I wasn't sure what to get my mom for Christmas, but uh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, he could faint in one of the videos, right? You mean pretend? Oh, uh, no, don't do that. Don't don't like no make it so it just totally flat. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it all be right. different the entire time. Yeah. And it would yeah. be great. I and mean, you can and it would be, but of course you need to like set it up in some sort of polling software or something so we can. Uh, yeah, I so mean, look, this, is, this is high on the list of things that aren't going to happen. So we should just we should, we should right. move on here. All right. Uh, or we can talk about it online and, and generate more excitement for it if it actually comes. Well, to I mean, we can it. if we if he does it, we can tell people where the URL is next episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Um, so. How to, how to, how to, okay. So BDSM is what I have here on my show notes. Um, how do we, what, I know what this is, but uh, I, I can intro it. How, how, how do you want to intro this? Eric, Eric is, uh, has, um, you know, a, a single men be after a certain age. Um, I mean, we're talking, we're not talking really old people, but after a certain age, when many of the women have gone off and gotten married and had kids, uh, start to encounter women that are a little bit kinkier. A little unusual, and Eric has found a seam of kink uh, that he discovered works in certain senses for him, which is these women who, for whatever reason, like a man who is somewhat more dominant all the way out to kind of extremely dominant. And I found that interesting because um, both in the fact that uh, he's found that seam of women that uh, he, he attracts pretty well on the the dating apps. And also, like it's something that he uh, seems to have a, a knack at, and I thought our listeners might be interested in some tips from Eric or just his experiences in in all of the beatings he's delivered. So, I mean, Eric, do you want to talk about one specific person, or would you like to talk about it in general? Or how, how do you think is the best way to proceed here? Well, I, well, first of all, let me just say I'm I'm by no means an expert. I'm uh, sort of an enthusiast, uh, <laughs> dilettante, if you will. And I didn't really look set out to do this thing. You know, I, th I think I fall within like the normal range of male sexual kink. Like I think well, most men, like the plurality of men sort of are on the sort of dominant side. What was that? Case? Yeah. Can I offer a little anecdote here, which yeah. is, I mean, I remember when you first met, uh, you know, I guess like the primary she, person that has, has led yeah, to this exploration. Her yeah, we can do that. Maybe we should call her Jane. Well, I mean. I like Xanax girl. Okay. Um, two syllables, three syllables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you use your real name. She's never going to listen. We should not do that. <laughs> um, Fair point. Uh, although it'd be fun to make Mike beep out the name every time. Anyway, um, I remember <laughs> when you first met this person, and you, you know, were were talking to us, and you were like, "Holy shit!" You know, like some of the things, like it was sort of unclear, and then, yeah, like I think you sort of slowly turned to the dark side. But his BDSM, no, I think his BDSM discovery started earlier, but go ahead, Eric. No, I mean, it was it was there as a like, you know, uh, minor fantasy or whatever. You know, I would gravitate to, to towards those kinds of porns and whatnot. But it wasn't like an but, I mean, like thing. The Sanax girl, I mean, I, as I like to do with uh, girls at Eric Dates, I started texting her um, and because that's normal. And um, she claims that you, for example, your dirty talk apparently is really really high end. And I just thought people might benefit from that. I mean, what are some of the things you like to say to her in the act? 
Oh, this is this is a little personal. <laughs> this is an impossible I'll situation. Say, I'll, I'll say in like a uh, in a more uh, a general sense, I find this is an interesting contrast to my lack of uh, involuntary noises. I make up for that with a uh, an excess of voluntary noises. Great, and yeah, That's a good I'm, a, point. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge, huge fan of of like constant, constant dirty talk. And uh, okay, yeah. So what would you say? What would you say to me? What would you say to a person? I mean, come on, give me some dirty talk. Well, I'd say to you to get out of the room. <laughs> Send your wife in. <laughs> there you go. Get out of the well, room right. and send your wife That's in. That's not going to get edited out. No. It was good. Uh, so, but, yeah, okay, but I will, I will tell you what I said to Xanax Girl. Or like the genre of things I said Sure. I have some idea. This, I just want to hear This it is such you. a lead in. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm ready. I don't know. I feel so... I feel so exposed here. Like this is there's there's a huge lure, spotlight on you right now. Thrill. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not doing anything unusual here. The, this, this is just Eric, standard, the worst, like degrading, degrading like. Uh, the worst case scenario here is that a bunch of submissive women send us emails wanting to get access to you, which has happened before. So go ahead. And uh, so Xanax isn't the only partner I've had who enjoys this, but she's like the primary partner and the one that I click with the best. Um, so this is going to vary from person to person a little bit, you know, sex is your mileage of, may vary. So, yeah. Your mileage may vary. Uh, nice Keith. Uh, it's kind of like a dance, you know, you both have to know the steps. It's like a dance where you both people okay. come at the end. All right. So um, why don't I, so look, so, uh, so the kind so, of things so, that I say to her are just the standard degrading stuff, whore, fuck slut, uh, come dumpster, uh, Jesus. baby girl a little bit. She loves to call me daddy. Like that's her big kink is, uh, can is, you, let's call Eric, daddy. Yeah. This now this is a radio format, so I think people would appreciate it if you could give us some of the intonation <laughs> in your voice. So is it is it just is it just like do you just say it flat like that, like when you're ejaculating on a video conference, or do you say is it just cum dumpster, or is there something more to it than that? Well, you know how like great actors can give a thousand different readings to the same line. Yeah, exactly. I like to think I bring the same sort of variety to my readings, and it's so like it's just like are you. You're such a cum dumpster. It's like, you know, it's, it's sort of in the moment. It's how I'm feeling. It's how I'm sensing that she's feeling. Sometimes it's sort of like uh, aggressive. Sometimes it's angry. Her thing is she likes it when I'm angry. Like that's her big thing. Uh, so, so what does that yeah, sound there's, like? There's, oh, stop it. What, is this going to go on the bumper? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, Let's hope. Ideally, Look, ideally, yeah. Do you want me to do it first? I mean, I'll try. I don't do this though, so I don't. I don't think I'll be so good at it. But if I was angry, I'd be like, "You goddamn cum dumpster!" But that doesn't make any sense. Like you're angry, you don't call someone that. Or you, you whore. You know, be good. something. Look, it would be something like, "Take it, you little cunt." Something Ooh. like that. All right. Wow. Take it, and that's while you're penetrating her. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. And and would the cum dumpster line? Because I, I like that term. Would that be after you've? turned her into your cum dumpster no no most of the, most in the process of, listen uh it, it, it's much, more abstract mike much like much like all all sort of <laughs> male sexual behavior as soon as the nut happens like it all shuts off and there's a fair amount of like what did i just do uh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting so yeah you? so what is the what, so the post nut clarity is actually do you require aftercare because of the strength of your post-nut clarity? I was going to bring up aftercare. Like I know particularly in like BDSM communities, people talk a lot about aftercare and how things like immediately switch after the orgasming. No, I mean the switches I just lay down and I, and I'm just like, Oh, really? Um, do you say, do you say that or is no, it internal? It's, just, you, it's just sort of internal or sometimes, it could be some or sometimes more. I'll just be like, wow, that was great. Um, 
So you never you never turn the post nut clarity into more degradation. Like, oh, what's wrong with you for letting me say those things to you? No, no, that would be pretty degrading, right? Okay, so you stop <laughs> with the so, that would be. So it's like the opposite <laughs> of aftercare. It's like after. <laughs> I can't so, believe you liked that. You're so broken. <laughs> You're such a whore. It's an aftershock. An aftershock. Oh yeah, no. If you were still around, I might uh, I might try that just for just for science. Okay, so there's also some, and I want to stress to our audience some consensual consensual, consensual, uh, physical stuff oh, it is, uh, that goes on. Everything beyond. is consensual. Like I don't do any of, course, I don't I just any of the stuff, none of the dirty talk, none of that stuff, unless like they make a clear overture that they're into it. Of course. Of course. And so what, uh, and that's not, I for them. It's not for them. It's for me. Like, I actually don't really care about her experience so much, but like, I would feel awkward because like, you know how sexual fetishes work. Like the last thing you want to do in a sexual situation is to like say something sort of intimate and then like have the proverbial record scratch and be like, fuck, did you just say to me? Like, have you had that happen? Hmm. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but like maybe minor. But it's a fear. Like maybe I've like made like, I've like dipped a toe into saying something and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, never mind. Oh, oh no, actually there was. <laughs> oh boy let's hear it let's uh, there hear was it. one this was so this was a girl after xanax girl so okay. i had been hooking up with xanax girl for i don't know a year or two on and off and uh then i started dating a real person you know like an actual girl that i wanted to have a real relationship with and during one of our early sexual encounters uh i you know i was sort of i wasn't slapping her around or anything but like i you know at one point she was like uh are you choking me <laughs> And I was like, oh, sorry. That was uh, <laughs> the muscle memory. Uh, yeah, muscle. Like it really was like almost muscle memory. That was reflex. Yeah. That was reflex. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yes. And, and it's happened to go. So, you, you were able to back out of that and just resume a vanilla situation and yeah, she didn't right. take hold it against you. That's right. That's good. And in fact, and like yet, I immediately afterwards, like I in the moment, I was like, oh, sorry. And then afterwards, I was like, you know, actually, that was sort of intentional on my part. Uh, sorry about that. Was it? And, well, I mean, I have a couple of questions. I'm curious whether she then was interested in it. And I'm also cl- she interested was not in whether it, in it. Okay. And in your post-nut clarity, was it more like, oh man, I, what am I doing dating someone who doesn't want to be choked? No, uh, my post-nut clarity was, man, I should not have dated Xanax girl that long. She has imprinted my brain. Do you, yeah. Do you stuff. think that now that you have the taste for that, it'll be hard to fully enjoy a more vanilla sexual relationship? Again, no, like, no, the reason no, why I, I ask this- yeah. I mean, I see this on, on the dating apps pretty, pretty commonly where somebody will say, you know, oh, I'm into, you know, kinky play, but then they'll also make some sort of illusion or they'll say something that they're like, but, but it's not required. And I, yeah, I just always wonder if they it's can be required. satisfied by, yeah, that's my suspicion. No, yeah. my, my take on that, required it is. My take on that is it's sort of out of my system. I mean, I enjoy it, you know, from time to time, I guess, uh, but um, yeah, like before Xanax, like the long-term relationship I was in before that was totally vanilla and it was totally fine. And it was in retrospect, like better sex. Um, but like I always had in the back of my head, like this sort of kink that I couldn't explore. And so it's sort of like weighed on me a little bit, but now that's gone. Like, so like if I, if the next girl I'm with is vanilla, I will not have like this uh, kink interest in the back of my head. Did you ever have more vanilla type sex with Xanax? 
Uh, yeah, from time to time. Yeah, it would depend on on sort of how much energy I had. Sometimes it would just how much be straight. Is, sex. How much Xanax she'd taken? No, then she was always on Xanax, but uh, it was just like <laughs> and you called her. For. You called her Xanax from the beginning, right? So in in your mind, it was never a real relationship. It was just a FWB that you had relatively little respect for, right? She might not have known that, but you were calling her that internally. Yeah, right? that's right. Well, yeah, internally into all of my friends, yes. Sure, sure. And that's a thing that happens. I don't know. Maybe our listeners don't realize. Maybe our female listeners don't realize that's a thing that can happen. I imagine that can happen when a woman's dating a man too, that she doesn't really take it as seriously as he thinks she does. Um, so yes, was there a that, moment, that's Eric? That's bi-directional thing. Eric, was there a moment that you can identify when you felt the itch had been scratched? I mean, was it when you had take her, you know, when you took her belt off and, and hit her for the first time consensually? No, was it when you, yeah, it was, uh, it was you know, the sort of thing choked where, her. You know, we dated on and off for like three or four years, and uh, at the end, you're sort of it weirdly just starts to feel rote. Really? Yeah. And you couldn't. So that's the, maybe that's the. Can you share? Can you share some of the like most extreme things? Like was it? What was that? It like whipping her with a belt? Like did you? I just made that up, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, oh. whipping her with a belt. Sure. Um, okay. That was probably, but moment. no, you didn't leave any marks or anything. It was just sort was of there like, any blood play? No. Yikes. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot relatively, of spanking. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, any, that's about the most. Any about, apparatus? How about any apparatus? No, mm, just the yeah, belt. Good question. How oh, about wait. face slapping? Wait, let me think. You don't remember if you? Oh, had I apparatus. used a metal ruler once. What What did you do with it? Oh, I just spanked. It's probably it. just. Slap with, yeah. But like really the belt is more intense than that. Did you do anything unusual to her vagina? Other than orgasm in it? That's normal. That's yeah. not unusual. No. no. So no. Okay. No, no, no. So like was... no fisting or anything. Right. Yeah. Nothing. No, nothing I weird being stuck up there. Strange up there. And people do and stuff with like electrodes and stuff too. Like it can get pretty, pretty weird. Pretty well, she, she was actually a good partner. Like we had similar... Um, like our kinks just lined up and, mm. um, yeah, I'm she, detecting she some, was, some wistfulness. She was, I, uh, I am too. Oh, look, it was fun. Uh, and she was cool in the sense that like, she knew exactly what she was into and was, uh, really good at communicating it. So yeah, that was just a lot of fun. And she wasn't into like pain. She was into like intensity. So she didn't want me to like, the spanking was fine. The, the belt was fine. You know, it's sort of like a sting. Ow, it hurts. But she didn't want me yeah. to like punch her as hard as I could in the stomach or something. Sure. So Eric, would you, is your, it sounds like, so you had this sort of record scratch moment once with a woman where you tro choked her in, uh, too much. Um, but in terms of the verbal stuff that you give us a little taste of, I, I'm sure our listeners would have liked to hear more. That, like, I, I guess <laughs> you're, you're me. Yeah, your advice there, you're, it sounds like your advice there to, to a, a gentleman uh, wanting to get into this is that like, actually you can, it's kind of hard to go too far verbally. Like, like uh, as long as everybody's aroused, like men can say some fairly nutty stuff and it, it all washes away later. I mean, it, it, she didn't, she didn't later sit down with you over drinks and be like, Eric, am I, am I really a whore? Am I, am I really a cum dumpster? No, that never well, happened. With her, was, yeah. yeah. No, with her, that never happened, but she sort of, has that ever happened with anyone? No, she, but I've she, never she, really she, done it with anyone like her. No, that's not true. A couple people after that, but um, how did she drive it? Did she call you a cum dumpster filler or something? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, during one of our early sexual encounters, 
she was just like, so like, uh, I don't know if we were actually in the middle of coitus or about to, whatever. It was either foreplay or sex. And she was just like, hey, what are you into? Like, what's your kink? It was just like, okay. do, you, do you ever call girls names? I'm like, sure. And she's like, how about fuck slut? And I'm just like, oh, I know what you want. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and then, then it was just game on. And you had a you had a pretty that, like the, that was great for you when she said and, and her first suggestion was fuck slut yes okay so ladies out there that's a good one I guess to suggest if you yeah. want this I mean she's she's starting there with the king of spades right like it was that, that sort of lets <laughs> yeah. you I, I think the conversation your imagination. I think it might have gone like do you ever talk dirty and I said yes and she says what and like you know anything like you know whore baby girl and she's like oh those are good how about fuck slut. I, I specifically remember her saying, Fuck yeah. "Yeah, yeah." She went from like the the eight of hearts to the. Did, you, did Eric? Did she ever during sex call you daddy? No, that's all she called me. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. So there was also the the kind of a uh, kind of like a um, girl dad play going on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, like the, the oldest trope. Is obvious that I, I was, was curious. I was curious. And you would give her spankings and tell her she was bad. Did she? Have, okay. Yes. That's I have right. a lot of questions, but we should probably move on, Keith. I mean, I I could go at this. I could probably continue this for a couple hours. And look, I'm good I stuff. Am by no means an expert. Uh, I'm sure that my experience with Xanax Girl does not generalize for a number of reasons. So uh, take this for what it's worth. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. All right. Should we do this one about the guy whose partner was faking orgasms? I think. Let's do it. And let's see how we get Eric involved in this and our, our question answering here. Yeah. Okay. So this this one's a little bit long. This is taking me about 60 seconds to read, I think. Okay. So my fiance, uh, who's a 27-year-old woman, accidentally told me, and this guy's a 28-year-old man. The person writing this is a 28-year-old man, that she didn't fake orgasms with other men, but she does with me. My confidence is shot and I don't know how to get past this. I'll try to be short and sweet. Me and my fiance were talking about things we could do to make sex better and the topic of faking orgasms came up. I said that I've never done it and that it didn't make sense to me when people did. She said that she didn't get it either when she was younger, but when she got more experience and was with more guys, she realized it made sense. Against my better judgment, I asked her to explain why it made sense. She said she never saw the need to fake until she saw how much it affected men when they couldn't make her come. And she wanted to spare their feelings if the guy was a boyfriend. And if a guy was a hookup, she faked it so she could end it. Wait, can, you, can I stop you yes. for a second? So yes. the person writing this post is a man? Yes. Okay, sorry. And the reason I asked that is because it sounds... So when he says that faking doesn't make sense to him, he means women faking. He's not suggesting that he is a man fakes. No, he's saying okay. that sorry. He, he doesn't think women should fake. All right. Okay. The only thing I heard was I never... Uh, sorry, there's some grammar issues here that I'm trying to pave over. The only thing I heard was I never to fake it with guys before, but I needed to, oh, I never needed to fake it with guys before, but I needed to with you. I was very thrown off. I asked if she, uh, I asked if she had to fake it with me and she refused to answer. This really cut deep. I know the only reason she didn't answer was because she did. I feel really inadequate now. This has painted our sex life in a new light and I don't feel good enough. We've had sex since, and she'll quote unquote come. <laughs> and I immediately, uh, I immediately want to stop after she's done because it gets in my head. How do I get over this? Good. I don't think you do. I well, mean, this is this is another topic that's come up with Eric before. Uh, Eric, I think, uh, strongly believes that if a woman fakes, he can tell. Right, Eric? No, I don't. I've never said that. Okay, but you. Okay, I'm, I believe, I'm just I saying think, well, that like, I'm confident you know. that I've experienced genuine orgasms. I'm sure I've experienced no, no. some fake okay. ones and couldn't tell. 
There we go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, we all probably have, or at least you two have. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I don't even try with you, Keith. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to that part. Um, yeah, I mean, look, can you imagine? Like, that would be pretty rough. Like, faking it is one thing, but faking it for months or years. I mean, they're engaged, right? Uh, that's. I think that's like a devastating blow. Uh, I mean, I think there's a positive here. Like I had a situation, not, not, this is much worse, but I had a situation in college with a lovely young lady where she revealed to me in, on one particular occasion, not as a general rule that she'd done it. And actually like at first I was sort of in an adolescent way annoyed, but I had the maturity even then to be like, well, if she told me that this time, then she's at least being honest. And so like then I, you know, it's, I can believe the other times. Does that make sense? So like, I mean, there can be yes. a positive here if, if, it, if, if it's not 100% faking, if it's 100% faking, but even like admitting it's good, right? Yeah. It implies that in the future she'll be, yeah. Like if she's willing to say that she faked it, then she'll say she, yeah, the times that she fakes it, she'll probably tell you. Um, I mean, it, it depends. It matters whether like she immediately goes to the Eric, um, dirty talk move and just starts dissing on you for being a guy who can't get her off or something like that. Yeah. I then think then that you're just going to get brutalized. Yeah. No. I, I think this guy's uh, despair at this reflects badly on him. If I was in his position, I'd be like, great, this is an opportunity, right? Like now we can actually start having good sex. We haven't been for however long. So let's get down to brass tacks. Like, what am I doing wrong? Give me some guidance here. Right. Yeah. That's definitely the attitude he should have. But I mean, there's like a, a few things going on here. Like she probably felt the need to because she could feel his insecurity, right? And so, you know, she was loath to bring it up because she didn't think that he was going to be able to have a healthy conversation about it. And so, yeah, I don't know what, what, what comes first here, the chicken or the egg, but that he's probably not confident enough to be like, oh, wow, I'm really glad you communicated that to me. Like, you know, do you like it more when I go down on you? Like, do you like clitoral stimulation or G-spot or like, you know, what can I do better? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. This just generally bodes well, uh, badly for their relationship. Yeah. And in fact, could just give up. When I first heard this, my my thought was, because the title was, uh, she accidentally revealed that he couldn't make her orgasm. I was like, right. I bet it's really accidental. Like my, yeah. my my guess is this is like this is like step one of her ending the relationship. Huh. Have you had an a relationship end this way, Eric? Is that why you're saying that? No. No, but I, I but in my of course, it was really quick. In my experience, no. women do not accidentally let slip like devastating emotional uh, That's a fair point. Yeah. Like if she had been protecting him against something. this for for months or years, it seems like it had to have been a calculated play. And yeah, like, I mean, an optimist would say like, yeah, this was like a Trojan horse so that they can now have healthy conversations about it going forward. And a pessimist would say, this is this is step one of three in the breakup. But Keith, what do you think would happen here if the genders were reversed? Wait, wait, what? the man was faking for years? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, have you ever faked happened. an orgasm, Mike? I have, I have. I have, yeah. I have too, I have too. Yeah, with I a condom, three. you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But not repeatedly. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be too hard. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely difficult uh, yeah. without a condom. Yes. And even with, I mean, you know, they, wait, some, some women can tell. Why is it more difficult without a condom? It's just, it's, it's less plausible. Because there's plausible. a fluid. 
they can yeah, they can tell right, when they right, but go like, to the bathroom to pee after that there's nothing there or if it's oral i mean eric do we need to go back to the first segment of the show and show you all that fluid i mean you remember <laughs> the prodigious amounts you generated right i mean the woman yeah, no, would but, know right but you remember how i told you that uh it's that this the river has has slowed to a stream all right. I, I doubt it slowed that much, but okay. I do think, I do think like, let's say you were having sex for, you know, the third time in a day, you might be able to pull off a fake, uh, third be kind of fun. Huh. Have you, have, oh, oh, this is an interesting question. So Keith, have you ever faked? I have never faked without a condom. Have you done that? No, I have not. I've not attempted this, this, uh, you, high degree of difficulty move. Yeah. It would be interesting. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fair point. If there was enough lubrication present and stuff like that, it'd probably be not obvious. And she might not care too. I mean, the times I faked with a condom is just like, look, like maybe there's not enough friction or I'm, you know, getting bored or whatever it is. And it's like, but yeah, like without a condom, like some of those issues go away. So, but for Eric, for faking, I remember Eric's claim is that in terms of involuntary motions, him orgasming is sort of like viewing a man at a wake, just nothing. So Eric, that would actually be quite easy for you, right? I mean, it would just be, you would just, nothing would happen, right? Oh, let me be clear. Like, I don't starfish during sex. Like, I perform sex. <laughs> I've I've conditioned myself to, you know, provide a yeah. art. It, it's it's like you know how cars pump in engine noise to the cabin now. Uh, that, that's a thing that they do. Uh, they do, yeah. I, like, there was a concern that Teslas were like creating too much roadkill. I guess that's pumping noise outside the car. But yeah, that's uh, even a better analogy, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you so, know, I pump noise into the into the cabin. And it's gotten to you, the point where I've, I'm sort of conditioned. Like occasionally, um, I, I will like moan a little bit when I masturbate. In fact, Eric, interesting. Eric, okay, if you were on like the Star Trek holodeck or like in Westworld with like one of those robots and like you don't care at all about their feelings, do you, would you just Wait, be? What's the difference? There, <laughs> there is the a difference. It's no. the it's same. Just, I'm just providing two different analogies here. You would just be. No, 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 no. The difference between that and real life, the not caring about Oh, no. It. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> you missed, you missed it. Sorry. No, it was thanks. darker and more sinister. <laughs> uh, no, no, no lady, would you care very much about your feelings. Would you be quiet? Like, what Like, what do you think you're, like, preferred? I don't know. I might say something really crazy. I might be like, victory for the forces of democratic freedom. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you think that would enhance your orgasm to know. say some nutty? I don't know. Start quoting, like, a speech or something? I don't or? know. Huh. I don't want to try it now, though. Well, sadly, holodecks in Westworld don't exist yet. Well, but he could just do it, uh, you know, standing over his paper towel trail or however I mean, he beats off. I know. That's that's one of my... <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't make much noise when I'm masturbating by myself. So, I mean, I... Uh, I even know, at the absolute I... client, like, and, and Eric even admitted that he's he's trained himself too. He's just saying that like it's not the natural thing. Maybe before he had a partner when he was a kid, he didn't. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, I probably moan a little bit like at the height of my solo climaxes. Interesting. Um, but yeah, during like... during partnered sex, I sort of want to. It's not it's not really a performance. It's like I don't know. I'm like giving them positive feedback, and it feels. I don't know. Like I, I want to. I don't. I don't know why. It's. I, know that I think Eric weird. wants to also. It's definitely like eighty percent performative for me. I'm just like I have to say something, or she's going to think I'm weird and not enjoying it. So that might just be like a normal male thing to like, because you do see like I, I was joking earlier about how what women want is a totally silent man. Of course they don't, right? You see women saying make noise, 
there was actually, it was a meme on like TikTok or something recently where a woman was saying that. And then people made all these joke videos where there were men in a bed playing the tuba or whatever, right? Making noise, get it? Uh, so it's a, it's like a meme. I mean, it's a standard thing that women want. And so you're saying like, there you go, you picked it up. So it's a tip for men, make noise. Well, I mean, appropriate noise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you see this on the sex Reddit constantly. Yes. Um, okay. Next topic. Uh, this one is maybe a fastball down the middle, but actually I think I'm going to say something that might surprise you guys. All right. To all cis males, would you ever consider dating a transgender woman? Does it matter to you whether the no. person you're dating is biologically a woman or transitioned from a man Next to a topic. woman? I understand being able to have biological children is important to many and also reason why they choose to date cis females. But aside from that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. The question is, would you ever consider dating a transgender woman? It's that Eric has a big problem with the Y chromosome. How would you even, I mean, Eric, how are you so sure that it's a no? I mean, if, yeah. What, what, Asked like, and answered. No, just, I'm, I'm, just, just, uh, I'm just like, would you, I mean, remember Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs when he tucked, yeah. his, tucked his junk, would you have sex with him? Well, that's not. No, that's but this the is same a false thing. dichotomy. No, it's not because. Oh, okay. I disagree with that. Okay. Listen, you me, can mutilate me... your genitals all you want. You're still a Whoa. dude. So no, I don't, I'm straight. I am not attracted okay. to men. I don't care what you, what you do to yourself with plastic surgery. I'm not going to have sex with you. Okay, hold well, on. Well, they don't. I mean, it, this okay, is go this on. is hold on. This is relevant because just this week, I think it was. Uh, I don't remember if it was this week. In any case, I sent you guys a picture of a uh, person from Tinder, and oh yeah, you didn't even Eric. You didn't even realize it was like I asked a question about it, and you didn't even realize it was a man until Mike pointed it out. I did. I knew immediately. Okay. But the How point you know is, you, it was from behind. How do you know it was a man? It doesn't Look, matter. The point is, I there are. Than you. I think there are trans star. I think there are. I think there are. I think that the science behind making men look like women now is getting really good. And I don't know what's going on down there. I, I haven't done like much research, um, but I could definitely imagine myself making the mistake of uh, misjudging. Uh, a trans man for a, for an actual woman. It's a trans um, woman. Whatever. Sorry. I don't, I don't have my terminology here. Right. But you understand what I'm trying to say? Like a, a yes. person who, who has a Y chromosome, but, but is presenting as a female. Like, I think I've made the mistake, you know, recognizing people on dating apps from time to time. And so I'm not interested in interacting with a penis, but yeah, I've, it's getting increasingly hard to tell in some circumstances. Like the but science the question is, is the, the question is, let's say someone was upfront about it, okay? But you looked at the picture or the video or whatever, and you thought, okay, I, this looks like a female. What would happen then? The person's upfront. Though, like, look, I'm no, I'm asking. My, we know, we know your answer. I'm asking. My, my, uh, yeah, my, I my say instinct else. is no. But like, let's say. Like, let's say you found out, like, who's a really famously attractive woman? Like, let's say you found out that, like, Sophia Loren in her prime was actually a trans man. Would you like a trans woman? Would you accept a blowjob from her? Them? From them. Um, I mean, like, I'm poking I'm around the edges here. Like, look, I mean, I think if you were in prison, I think if you were in prison long enough, you would accept blows from men, male men. 
Okay. Well, not, that's, not that's mailmen, a... not people that deliver the mail, but <laughs> non-trans <laughs> men. M-A-L-E space, yes, yes. Yes, I think you would. And so it's like, this is, it's all situational. I mean, like your decision making there, like in, in a situation where I have alternatives that are f- actual females, I would rather that partly because, um, yeah, like I, I would rather not interact with a penis. And so like th- there's problems with the, uh, the yellow brick road there with the trans woman, right? Yeah. Because like there's yeah. something that's coming that I'm not, so to speak, that I'm not going to want. To have happen, I think that I think that is the root cause of Eric's problem here too. Is like it's not a mouth. Ultimately, is a mouth. It's just like you know he doesn't want to spend his time pursuing somebody where it's just like. But I don't know. I mean, I Eric, well, whatever. I mean, you're going to say that even in prison after 30 years, you would not accept a blow from a guy, and I I just disagree. But okay, I I don't know what I would do, but okay, I could see it going okay. either way. Okay, his, his so or, let's say you were, now. and also let's say a, it was like a an, blow from a guy. It's like sort of the least revolting thing. That's right. Well, that's why we're, you know, revolting. But that's why, you know, I mean, let's say it was uh, like the movie The Martian, except it's you and a man on Mars for a couple of years. You know, there's no hope of anybody else. I, yeah, I, I no think idea. a lot of men would, you know, all right. maybe you should think I about that. I suspect not, but who knows? Okay. All right. Next topic. Uh, this person says, talk to me about pussy pumps. Uh, I don't know what a oh, pussy Lord. pump is, so I'm going to ask one of you guys to describe what it is. But I, 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 I think- penis. <laughs> no, no, that's not what it is. I think, I think from reading this, I, I, I have an idea. All right, this person says, so I just bought one. <laughs> How long are you supposed to pump for? I did a trial run tonight for about 20 minutes and was not overly impressed by the results. <laughs> the suction worked fine. I tried pumping to my max. I can go without it hurting than letting the air out. Had that on repeat for about 20 minutes. It didn't look or feel that different. I did a search on Pornhub and they look massively engorged. I never get anywhere near that. Please guide me through how to properly use one. Okay, let me tell you what I think a pussy pump is from reading this. It's some sort of cup that you you place over your labia or maybe maybe your entire vagina, and then you can pump to try to draw blood into it. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's like there is also an equivalent male device, right? Well, I know there's penis pumps to like help men get erections, right? Well, and for for whatever reason, people use it for fun, and I mean. You read uh, the thing I've read about that is that um, is you can like pop blood vessels. I mean, you know, you're creating like negative a vacuum basically, and like it's not that's not look your penis isn't supposed to operate in space, so it can <laughs> you can have problems. And I would imagine the same thing for a woman. For a man, at least, there's like a, a rational thing you're trying to make it bigger, right, or something, or trying to get. And also, men just are always looking for that point one better on the orgasm intensity. No, but, uh, what, no, for no, a no, woman, no, 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 no. Yeah. Hold on. What is the woman doing that for though? Is it like, does pump your labia? Like, and does it last? And like, if, does she, like, when, when do you even do this? Like, let's say your, your boyfriend is over and do you go to the bathroom and you're like, Hey, I need 20 minutes to prepare my vag. Like what, what's even the, the sort of nominal use case here? Well, maybe you know, it's when I've seen, yeah. I don't think so. And no, I think that, I think the part that engorges, I look, I, have you seen, I've seen videos of this and of course it's difficult to find something I haven't seen. Right. And it's no, it's more the parts below that that get bigger. It gets, it just gets big. Like it just gets big, What's like it? large. The lips, the whole area, the whole area just kind of gets puffy. Well, does it like help general sexual arousal? Is that what's going on? I like doubt it. it. I think it's just blood down just, there, and that gets jumpstart something. Yeah, my take on it. I, 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 I bucket this mentally in the same bucket as those machines that women have sometimes on like chatterbait where it's a machine that with a dildo on the end that just goes in and out like it's a machine though right and they sit yeah, it's in like front pneumatic, of it it's like pneumatic right yeah, yeah. how is that at all related 
Oh, I bucket in that as a thing that like a guy might think a woman wants, but no woman has ever wanted. Oh, and it's, it's just guys. It's porn performative is what you're saying. Guys want to do something weird to a woman. So like, ah, look what I can do to you. Like I can suck all the air out of your vulva and, <laughs> and quadruple its size. Like check out what I did to you. And I mean, it's like on some level, it's like a little BDSM thing, right? I mean, it's like, it's like, look at this thing I've done to you. I've made you into a, a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Okay, but there must be some presumably there's some like ostensible reason that 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 a woman Oh, but I that, understand. Like, I like, understand like why says, that's attractive to, to a man. Listen to this. I want to read this. Okay. I did a search on Pornhub and they look massively engorged. Mine never got anywhere near that. Please guide me through how to properly do, use what's. I, I imagine her with like one of those like barber mirrors that they used to show you like the back of your haircut. I just I think no normally I think no kind of normally psychologically, you know, endowed woman would ever think of this. Just as no person would ever think of putting one of these other, over their butthole and engorging their anus. Well, somebody like, why would you ever do that? These, somebody had like well, you know three app. mechanical and electrical engineers designed this thing and market it for sale. It's because of men, because of nutty men, just like the 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 sex machine thing. Like there are men out there that want to do something bizarre. It's, it's some sort of BDSM thing. It's because the guy wants to, I told you, he wants to turn her in, into a, into some sort of gargoyle. That's what it is. You're like, look what I did. I did this to you. No other guy did this to you. I've got pictures. I have photo proof. Yeah. That's well, what I, I, in this case, it sounds like they were pretty underwhelming. It didn't work very well. And maybe yeah, she was trying maybe, to, you know. She needs, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why she's asking for guidance. So that's- Look, she that's needs good. to get a guy involved. Get a guy involved. That's my guidance. If you get a guy involved, he'll get it all pumped up for you. He'll, he, but he might do it to the point where it hurts. Like that—that that was her problem. Is she stopped when it hurt a little? Okay. Right. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Let's do. Let's do uh, one more. Uh, okay. This is a, a 32-year-old man writing in. He says, "I seem to function better when I'm horny." Exclamation point. Is there such a thing as pre-nut clarity? People talk about post-nut clarity, but I swear to God, I have pre-nut clarity. When I'm horny, I'm more alive, more driven, more productive, more focused, less stressed, just happier. I don't engage in any risky sexual behavior, and I wouldn't say I'm hypersexual, but I try to stay horny as much as I can. What are your thoughts on this? This reminds me of the, uh, I don't know why, but it reminds me of the, of the video I saw online of the guys. By the way, this is a fun trick to pull, apparently, where you, uh, there's a sound that the grinder app makes when you open it. Have we talked about this, Keith? We talked about it briefly, yeah. Okay. I don't know if and we so, talked about you know, it on the show, though. I can't remember. Yeah. So you open the the grinder app, it makes this sound. And apparently, like, if you go to an office environment, you can open Grinder and find out which guys are gay. Anyway, it made me think of that because it's like- Because they hear the like, sound when you open oh, it. Oh, yeah. And they turn around. They're like, oh, look at a gay guy. And so then you know who's gay. But anyway, like the- um, the uh, Yeah, it made me think of that because it's like this thing of like just be, being horned up all the time. You're like, oh, man- I, I'm not, it's like, it's like taking some kind of drug. You're like, I got a horn out here. Let me get on. And I mean, maybe that's why, you know, guys do tend to look at porn throughout the day. Well, some guys do, maybe not you, but some guys look at porn throughout the day. I don't think, I don't know. I feel like when I'm horny, I'm less functional. Agreed. Like I just constantly keep thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a horrible way to go through the day. I mean, masturbation is like a respite from that. Like that's, it's, that's yeah, how do you primary purpose? How do you square that with the fact that? Uh, people, people's uh, the, the period of their lives when they're able to input the most information in their brains is say from age like fourteen to say thirty, which also is exactly oh, just, when men. Nah, that's just yeah? coincidence. It's just because everything works better. When you're <laughs> everything works but better then. Yeah, you don't think you don't think there's any chance that if you just horned yourself out for the next like year that you become some sort of like brain surgeon. 
No, I mean this is this is no one perilously close to that Seinfeld episode where they didn't masturbate and George got super smart. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Well, but that was based on reality. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are the yeah the sexologists of our time. Right. And Elaine Elaine got stupider from not masturbating, if I recall correctly. So yeah. for women, it's like taking out the trash. If you don't do it, you don't. Remember. I just oh, think- that's how I feel about it. If 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 it get you get too backed up, it's just you become less functional. It's unpleasant. Yeah, you, yeah there's you, some yeah you should there's some up. sweet spot, yeah. some goldy. Yeah, but you don't zone. think. But you're making. Hang on. There's. But you're making. You're talking about. There are two different things here. There's sort of like the taking care of your daily needs thing, and there's separately the feeling of being horny, which is like, hey, I want to go out and get someone to have sex with. And that second one is a lot more like the thing that drives men to create art and do all these things. They're trying to like impress women, right? And so oh, it makes sure. some sense to me that that feel, oh, look at this, that that feeling. So so you got to you got to separate it from just the beat off mentality that I no, you're no, some no, kind of right, beat off. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, about a, you, that, that's a good category. Are you persuaded? Well, I mean, I think most of male achievement in the world is in service of trying to have sex with women, um, though, not to beat off. Though, I mean, men. Although there are some devices that have been made to beat off. Well, there's all kinds of concern that, like, yeah, men driving towards having sex with, yeah, not caring about having sex with women as much is actually bad. Like they, they like panic about this in Japan, for example. Um, I don't remember the question. What was the question? Because, oh, because men won't be as productive. So you're basically agreeing that there could be some linkage between horniness, trying to impress women. Yeah, I think there's like a Goldilocks zone. I think there's okay. a there's a spot, space in the middle where if you're masturbating or like have like you know plenty of sex available to you, it might make you less less driven. But if you you're thinking you're, of horny is okay. You're thinking of horny like this. You're thinking this guy's question is or this guy's comment is more like. It's not just he's like latently horny, like kind of interested in women. This is to the point where he's like got an erection and he's rubbing it every so often. And you're like, look, that's once you get to that level, like you're not going to be productive. And I agree with that. Yeah. Like it's probably like I probably masturbate too much for peak performance in things that aren't masturbating. And so, yeah, I don't know. My guess is that it's like once or twice a week is probably the ideal amount. And anything more than that, you start. Yeah, but isn't the argument here not, not about having masturbation? Drive. It's not about masturbation. The argument here is about like finding women for a man, right? Like it's, yeah. Okay. I, I it's kind take, of like- I have, a, I have a take on this. Uh, the thing that he's talking about, the, the, the our sex guy is talking about, the, the being horny thing, I disagree with him. The thing that you're talking about, about how, you know, when your sex drive goes down, your sort of life drive goes down, that's about testosterone. And that's important, I think. And testosterone and hoardiness are related, but not over the short term. So okay. the, 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 yeah. this question is talking about like the sort of hour by hour sexual transience making him, or, you know, horny, transient horniness making him more productive. That I think is BS or he's weird or something. Um, the notion of like, yeah, when your testosterone levels go down, like when you're our age, <laughs> you suddenly just stop giving a shit about doing anything. I think, well, I think, uh, yeah, I guess my theory would be excessive masturbation might drop your testosterone levels, but I'm not sure. I, yeah, I don't actually know if that's true or not. It's, but yeah, okay. Okay. I think that, that all makes sense. Um, 
All right, we've done enough today. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to add? I wanted to thank Eric for coming on. I think he added a oh, lot right. to the show. Yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a real dream come true. And to all of the listeners out there, hey, if you want to be a guest, send in those feedback forms. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm going to get to that right now. All right, so that, all right, yeah, thank you, Eric. So that'll do it for episode 20 of Your Mileage May Vary. As I mentioned at the start, we it's now pay- episode 21, Keith. Oh, you're right. Man, yeah, plus one. Wow, you guys can uh, drink now. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, as I mentioned at the start, yeah, we pay $15 now for feedback. So please send that over to ymmvpod at gmail.com. Or uh, yeah, if you'd like to be on the show or you have a question or anything, that's that's the spot. Uh, as always, we really appreciate you listening and we hope to have you back for our next episode.